the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Freedom with Adam Riojas. His goal is not only to inspire you to receive everything God has for you, but to go out into the world and make disciples of all nations. And now, here's your host, Adam Riojas. Woohoo! Welcome to today's show. Today we have a great man of God, um, Pastor Miguel. And then we want you to definitely stick around for the latter part of the show, which is the best part because it's the Word of God. And so today, uh, Miguel, I want to thank you so much for being here today. And if you don't mind, tell us a little bit about yourself so our audience can get familiar with you today. Uh, Thank you, Pastor Adam. It's a pleasure uh, to be here. Thanks for the invitation. Well, like you said, my name is um, Pastor Miguel Esquivel. Uh, we're in Oceanside, uh, and we're very excited for what God is doing in our lives. Um, yeah, we're uh, working with uh, you <laughs> <laughs> at the cross. Um, God has put a, um, a new um, sign in our lives, and uh, I think we're very happy to uh, work with you, and we'll I'm excited, Miguel. So here, let, let's start off with some Q&A. This way uh, we can get more familiar, especially those listening today. Sure. Um, how long have you been a Christian now, Pastor Miguel? Since November 2004. 2004. Yes. So how, wh- how was your encounter? How did you meet the Lord? How did he crash into your dark life? It was, you know, I always, when I, when he, when I always have to tell my um, uh, the way uh, Jesus came to my life, it's so exciting. It's just like God, Jesus coming right straight to me because um, the way it happened is I was working on a place and um, uh, I was raised in a very traditional um, Catholic uh, family. And uh, my supervisor at that point always uh, was asking me like, hey, Miguel, um, there's a... Uh, a new way of life, and I never listened to him until one day that I said, well, maybe there's got to be a new way of life. And um, we used to work from like four in the afternoon to two or three in the morning at this place. And always at 1230 at night, he always had his Bible, and he always shared the gospel with me. Of course, at the beginning, I kind of didn't like him, but uh, then he got <laughs> to the point where he got me. And the thing that he got me is that he always was like in peace. He always had this amazing uh, peace. And I was fr- frustrated with my life. I got to a point where I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know where I was. I didn't know who I was. And I always look at him with this massive uh, peace in his heart that he got to the point where I asked him, what is this? What is 
that that you have inside of you that I cannot have. And he said, it's Jesus Christ, Miguel. Amen. And then um, at one point, uh, he said, I would like to share the gospel with you. And, you know, we were raised um, in a really traditional family where we were thought Christians change the Bible. The Bible that the Christians have, it's totally wrong. And <laughs> he asked me to bring my Bible from home to compare Bibles. And I did. I said, okay, well, I'm going to prove that you guys are wrong. And then uh, I did. And the day when we sat down and he said, open the Bible in Exodus 20, I didn't know what Exodus was. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that I knew Bible, that I knew it all. I was 20 years old at that time. The Ten Commandments. Yeah, yeah I was like, open the Bible where? He said, Exodus 20. I said, okay, uh, what's that? <laughs> and I, I mean, you're being real. Yeah, yeah. And, and I didn't know. And that's when I came to realize that I thought that I knew God, but that was just in my head. Mm, I did not know anything about God. I didn't know anything about his word, about his love. And then he shared the gospel with me. And ever since then, um, I said, you know what? I got to give this life to Christ. Amen. He owns it. It was just me that I thought that I was the owner of myself. But he owns it, so I got to give it back to him. Amen. So it makes a lot of sense. So yeah. you were a religious person. I was, totally. You were going to the Catholic Church. You thought, oh, yes. You thought going to church was sufficient. Yeah. You confessed your sins to the priest. The priest. And, and you were okay. You'd go drink. You'd do everything you wanted. Come back. Ask him for forgiveness, and you were set to go. Yeah, that was it. I uh, When I was in, in my 20s, I used to love racing cars. I do a lot. I did a lot of street racing, and 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 I think that was one of the tools that God uh, used because I remember that day when I was on the phone and there was there was a friend of mine, and he was asking me, "Hey, uh, let's go to San Bernardino. You know, the races are gonna be in this day and this day and da da da." And then this man of God came to me and said, "Son." There is another way. This is not the right way. And when I heard those words, I was like, another way? What do you mean? I only know one way, and it's my way. And he said, no, Jesus is the only way. Amen. And I was blown by that. Amen. I was like, who's this guy that wants to come and kind of uh, tell me what to do or, or where should I go? He speaks about Jesus like like he knows Jesus. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. Like he knows Jesus, you know. As a matter of fact, when I was going to church, uh, I wanted to see an image of Jesus. In my first days, I was like, where, where, where is Jesus at the cross? You know, because you have this mentality that Jesus is it's somewhere in a cross crucified. But no, he's risen and he's right next to the Father sitting on his throne. No longer on the cross, Miguel. Yes. You know what's really interesting is, is throughout the world, um, whatever nation you may be on, whether it's in Africa, Arabia, China, Japan, um, wherever it may be, Russia, they basically, 
the image of Jesus, the drawings, the art that comes out basically looks like the people of the land. Yes. Isn't that interesting? Yes. Kind of amazing. But we don't know what he looks like. And the beauty of it is that is that he now lives in our heart. Amen. Exactly. Yeah. We're the temple. Amen. So he, here's something really good. And I, I think it's amazing. And it's and it's such an honor. We're now working together, me and you. Yes. Um, at the Cross is about to start a Spanish ministry. So it'll be Correct. at the Cross and La Cruz. And La Cruz. <laughs> and you will be the pastor. What's the starting date for that date of the church? The beginning of it, the birthing of it. Yeah. Uh, we're starting on June the 18th at 1.30 p.m. That will be the... Uh, the date and the hour that we're going to start. And uh, we're excited. Um, if anybody's around uh, Oceanside, Carlsbad, Encinitas, uh, Fallbrook, Vista, uh, Escondido, San Marcos, please come and join us. Amen. We, we, we want to worship together. We're going to grow together. We're going to have Bible studies. We're going to have uh, a good, a good, a good word, a good bread to eat. On Sunday, um, please come and join us. The address will, is uh, 2112 uh, El, South El Camino Real, uh, Oceanside, California, 92054. Amen. Yeah. That, that's awesome. You know, the, the church number there is 760-994-3435. Yeah, if any questions... If any questions, if you need address, if you need any other um, uh, help or, or just questions about the church, uh, please feel free to call me. My cell phone number is uh, 951-275-2955. Say it one more time. 951-275-2955. Amen. So, listen, are you excited? Because I know you've been a pastor for a very long time. You know, and uh, how long have you been a pastor? Well, I've been working with, uh, um, I, I work on the Spanish ministry right next to uh, a pastor that passed away uh, quite a few years ago. And it was exciting. I, I probably, I will say since uh, 2013, I've been more involved in pastoring. So um, we're excited. We're, I think God has put us through a path where we can now use all that experience, all that knowledge, and and bring it to church and um, use it to as a tool to grow spiritually uh, at the cross or in La Cruz. In La Cruz. In La Cruz, in Espanol. So we're excited to apply all that that God has put into your hands. You know, let me ask you a question. It, and for me, it's kind of, uh, you know, I have mixed feelings because— you know, there's a lot of churches in our community that are either like Christian Chinese, Korean Christian churches, uh, all black churches, uh, all uh, Spanish churches. Um, tell me why you believe it's important to have a Spanish speaking church. It'll be a good it's a good question because. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't really get it, but go ahead and, and tell our audience why you believe that it's a good idea. It's a good idea uh, because, see, uh, some of, um, in the Hispanic community, we got the parents that speak full Spanish, 
but we also, I think there's a community kind of a left out, which are our children. They speak fully English. So in some of the churches that speak full Spanish, our kids get left out kind of. And I want to, I have this vision to have a Spanish church for the parents, but then also take care of the kids. In English. In English. Oh, I love it. In English. That's... Why? Because they don't get the concept. I have talked to many uh, teenagers, uh, adolescents, and even kids um, that they said, well, uh, brother, I did not understand this or that because it was everything was in Spanish. So I always have in, in my head, in my mind, and I pray about it, well, then we should have something for them in their own language. Right. So I think it's a combination of trying to understand our culture, but trying to understand now our children's culture. Amen. So I think it's going to be exciting, and I think we're going to have a lot of uh, uh, success by doing this. Amen. I pray for that. Amen. Hey, if you just tuned in, this is Freedom with Adam Riojas, and we have an amazing man here with us today, Pastor Miguel who is getting ready to launch a Spanish ministry June 18th, which is falls on a Sunday at 1.30 p.m. at the cross at 2112 South El Camino Real, Oceanside 92054. So how do you feel about um, this launch that's about to take place? Because... You've never been the senior pastor of a church, and now you're getting put in that position. What do you believe um, has helped you get to this place now? I I truly believe that um, a lot of um, um, experience that we got from the other churches is going to help us out to guide but most of it, seeking for God. You know, looking for God is one of the most, um, I'll say, uh, uh, important things that we could have to guide a church. Uh, like you said, uh, there's people that need guidance. We all need guidance. And that comes only through Jesus. And I want to be a senior pastor for this uh, uh, community. But also, I want to look deeper into God deeper into what he wants for the church. Amen. So I think uh, we're going to do a good job if we keep our vision on that focus. Amen. So here's another question. You know, I, 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 we've been talking a lot. Yeah. And some of the things that sometimes you're surprised by is that, you know, like at the cross church is involved with the school district, you know, and we're coming up, against, you know, some demonic books and indoctrination of the children. So we show up and we go there and speak. And, you know, we show up to the abortion clinics and, you know, we're, we're just there. You know, we'll, we'll sing songs, we'll pray, and we're there. We're like sidewalk counselors for someone who may change their mind at the end because, you know, they're killing their, the, the children, the, the baby in their womb. But... I remember we had this conversation and and because you heard me behind the pulpit talking about some of these things and afterwards you said, you know, 
we're in the Spanish community. We don't really get involved a lot. We send our kids off to school and and we're not really involved in the community. So tell me how you're going to change that. Tell me how you're going to participate within the community. Yeah, one of the main problems that we have on the Hispanic community is the lack of language. I think most of our, uh, even my parents did, they were never like involved that much like in high school or sports or anything like that because the lack of language. Culture makes a lot of a, a, a different uh, perspectives. So um, in the Hispanic community, we don't know exactly what's going on around our city because lack of communication. And I think, I believe that I could be, that I could be like a bridge for, because you guys are really involved on like stuff that you said, like the abortion uh, um, uh, school, school and all that. So I think we need to put that information on Spanish for uh, our audience so they can see, so they can get to know what's going on on the city, what's going on in the school, in the school district, and what the children are about to be thought on the school that we don't know behind our backs. Amen. Because, you know, there's some crazy laws that are that they pass, like... You know, they're trying to pass this law, I believe the SB 665, it might as well be 666, where <laughs> if the child wants to transition to another sex and they say that their parents aren't really allowing them, they could take the children from the parents without even consent from them. And I think it is important because what a lot of people don't understand is is Latinos are very traditionally conservative. Yeah. You know, they're not aborting their babies. I mean, once they get indoctrinated, they think it's the thing to do, but it's not the norm. You know, and, and they don't really know that they're sending their kids off to get indoctrinated. And so I'm so glad, Miguel, that you're going to be teaching the community, the, the Latinos, those that are Spanish-speaking, you know, what's taking place and what is happening. I think it's going to be an amazing thing. I believe that God is doing something special. So tell me, um, is your wife going to be working closely with you in ministry as well? Yeah, she's. She's excited. She's uh, really my support. Um, and she's... She's on for it. She's excited. She's like, you know what, Miguel? I think there's a lot of stuff that we're going to learn as well. Um, but then we have to pass it on Amen. to the other parents. Amen. Because uh, I've been talking to Clita Riojas and to uh, Nicole. And uh, as a matter of fact, last Sunday after service, we had a good talk. I don't know, two hours, something like wow. that. Yeah. Wow. And we were blown away. We went home and... Uh, my wife and I, we were like, wow, all this is going on behind our backs. Nobody knows. Nobody's saying anything. And then I asked throughout this week, I asked a couple of friends, hey, do you guys know uh, what the district is going to be teaching to your kids? And they said, well, no. Wow. And that is really, I don't know, that's surprising. Amen. Well, I'm glad you're, you're that voice. And I believe God's calling you to 
you know, to an amazing ministry. So we're going to be working on that and uh, to put that information out there visible to our community because I feel like there's a lot of lack of knowledge because of the lack of language. So we're going to translate uh, all that stuff and make it known to the parents, especially Amen. to the ones in 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 Oceanside, which is going to be the city that we're we're going to be working on. Amen. That mm-hmm. that's amazing. I am ecstatic. I believe God's going to use you. Yeah, we're praying for that. And and I believe you're going to be a voice, not just to uh, those that are coming to church, but I believe God's going to use you to speak to the rest of the pastors in our community. Amen. You know, right now we're working on having a a, a large event, a pastors. Uh, luncheon it at the cross and we're going to work on putting it together but i believe it'll be great to get all the the latino pastors so that they are on board and they know what's happening so that the people are awakened the people um are no longer destroyed because of lack of knowledge exactly so here's another question um do you read your Bible on a daily basis? Yeah, I do. Amen. Yeah. And and um, why do you feel that's important? It's important because it's my daily bread. Amen. It's my daily bread. I get fear from that. And uh, I grew up spiritually. Um, and I have to have that bread ready. Because I work in a retail store. And I always encounter at least 200 people on a daily basis. Wow. So I got two to three seconds. I got two to three, uh, sometimes even less, while my customer is right in front of me, that I probably could share something Amen. that will change their their day, their lives. And I'm gonna. I have to be ready for that specific time because it's it's it happens fast. Amen. Sometimes a little more time, sometimes a little less, but I have to be ready. And I have to be able to give that piece of bread that I already had in the morning Amen. for them that are willing to take it. Praise the Lord. Yeah. You know, um, I'm going to say something in Spanish to you, and I'll tell you what I'm going to say. And then I want you to respond in Spanish. Um, hay muchas personas que oyen este mensaje. There's a lot of people that are hearing this word today. I want you to say something to them that will encourage. Quiero que les digas algo en español que los va, les va a dar ganas de seguir a Dios. Quiero decirles que hay un Dios que te ama, que hay un Dios que te ama tanto, que envió a su Hijo unigénito Jesucristo a dar la vida por ti y por mí. ¿Para qué? Para que tuviéramos vida eterna, vida en abundancia. Él vino y subió a la cruz para el perdón de nuestros pecados. Amén. Y a través de ese sacrificio, dice la Biblia que ahora tenemos entrada hasta el trono celestial. <risa> Nuestra cuenta fue pagada y no tenemos que más ser esclavos. Somos libres en el nombre de Jesús. Nombre de Jesús. Amen. Amen. In the Amen. name of Jesus. Yeah. So kind of tell us a little bit of what you said in Spanish for those that can't understand. I mean, you don't have to say it word yeah. for word, but tell us what you said. That there is a God that loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son for us. He went up to the cross and he paid the debt for us 
so we could be free. We're not slaves anymore. We live free in the name of Jesus. By his grace, we were saved. That is powerful, my brother. That is powerful. You know, what's really interesting is we've been getting mail. We've gotten mail from prison. People are listening to the show in prison, and they're being set free spiritually because it has to start inside. Amen? So here's another word. We have a couple of minutes left. Um, if, If someone is hearing now and is considering inviting their parents that speak Spanish to come to At the Cross, 2112 El Camino Real and Oceanside, what would you tell that person right now? How would you tell them to approach their family that speaks Spanish? In English. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell them to uh, please invite them and let them know that there is a place where they can come, learn, grow with us. They can come and worship uh, uh, at the cross, uh, in La Cruz, uh, in Espanol. They can come and uh, grow with us, and also that we're going to be sharing a lot of information concerning their children. It's interesting because when it comes to children in the Hispanic community, it's really important for us. Like you said, Amen. we're very traditional. We love our children, uh, and and definitely we're going to be sharing all the info as we can to keep them informed as well as uh, grow up spiritually uh, on God's Word. Amen. So we got about a minute 30 seconds. Why do I want to come to your Spanish church June 18th? Tell the people right now. That's a big one. <laughs> because you want to grow. You want to you wanna worship with us. You want to worship in a way where you worship and your family as well worship. We want to grow to, together Spanish and your children in English. So come and worship with us, please. Amen. Miguel, thank you so much. Thank you, Pastor. Pastor Miguel, for being here. We love you. Make sure you come back for the message. It's powerful today. We love you. God bless you. And we'll see you in a minute. The Oceanside Pier is a sacred place, blessed with ocean views, the strand, good people, and good times. You'll find all those things and more at the Bistro at the Pier. Locally owned and operated, the Bistro at the Pier offers delicious food options and a full slate of crafted coffee drinks, including Italy's own Cafe Vergnano, sourced from Italy's finest coffee beans. So whether you're craving an acai bowl or an espresso, the Bistro at the Pier is waiting for you. Head on down or visit them online at bistroatthepier.org. Freedom Generation Higher Education is a faith-based alternative education option and official Turning Point USA Academy Associate that values constitutional rights and medical freedom. Hosted by At The Cross Church in Oceanside, they serve pre-K through 7th grade and are Southern California's exclusive institution incorporating Turning Point USA Academy's 5C model. They offer in-person classes and electives Monday through Thursday and are now accepting applications for fall 2023. Visit them online at freedomgenerationedu.com or at the cross oceanside.com. Welcome back to Freedom with Adam Riojas. You just heard an incredible man of God, Pastor Miguel, who's about to launch a church June 18th at At the Cross in Oceanside, 2112 El Camino Real. But now we go to the best part of 
the day, the best part of the show, the best part of us speaking, and that is the Word of God. And if you remember, and if you've been with us every single uh, Sunday, here is the continuation of Zechariah. Today we will cover Zechariah 4 and 5. They're incredible chapters. You will see God not only speak to these people about 2,400 years ago, but you will also hear him speak to you as we look at his word and look at its application. Zechariah chapter 4 starts off like this. And the angel that talked with me came again and waked me as a man that is wakened out of his sleep. And you can only imagine what happens when you're like in a deep sleep and all of a sudden you're uh, awakened. It's kind of like, whoa, what did I just go through? Oh, my goodness. Did I just wake up? Oh, let me stretch out. Let me open up my eyes. Oh, you're shooking. You're shaking a little bit. But when you look at the scripture here, it is an angel that talked with him and that woke him up and said unto me, the angel said unto him, what seest thou? And I said, I have looked and behold a candlestick all of gold with a bowl upon the top of it and his seven lamps therein and seven pipes to the seven lamps which are upon the type thereof. Now, you can understand why God is speaking through the angel to Zechariah in a figurative or in a way where he could understand because obviously, obviously, you know that Zechariah is a prophet. Zechariah was in charge of, of helping the people to get up, to wake up, to encourage them to finish building the temple. And this candlestick was something that was inside of the temple. But what's interesting is there's seven pipes to the seven lamps. And the story continues to develop as we read it. And the two olive trees by it, one upon the right side of the bowl and the other upon the left side thereof. So I answered and spoke to the angel that talked with me saying, what are these, my Lord? I believe if you were in this position or anyone else, you would say the exact same thing. Okay, God, I kind of get it. There's a lamp stand there, but what's happening? What are these pipes that are leading into it? And what are these two olive trees these, that are feeding the lamp stand? What are these? Then the angel that talked with me answered and said unto me, Knowest thou not what these be? Don't you know what these are? <laughs> I would have said the same thing and said, no, no, my Lord. And that's exactly what Zechariah did. See, that's the beauty of the Bible. It doesn't give you the an answer that you would think someone should say, well, these are this and that's this. It keeps it real. 
It shows you humanity. It tells you exactly what that person was thinking. No, my Lord, I don't know what they are. Then he answered and spoke unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel. Now, if you remember, Zerubbabel was the governor. He came in the first shipment out of Babylon in the first wave. And if you remember, Joshua was his priest and Zechariah was now the prophet. But Zechariah now is the grandson of Ido, who was the who first came with Zerubbabel. This is probably about 15, almost 20 years into them being in the land. And the temple was still not completed. And then what's interesting is, this is a word that the Lord sent to Zerubbabel saying, not by might, nor by power. Listen, this is important. Not by might, nor by power, but my but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Wow! What is this? He's saying, listen, Zerubbabel. It isn't by your might. It isn't by your power that things are going to be taken care of. Remember, the temple was not completed yet. Zerubbabel was discouraged. They didn't have all the means. And then the Lord says it. But by my spirit, it is by the spirit of God, the same spirit that created time, space, and matter at one breath of his mouth. In the beginning, time, God created the heavens, space, and the earth, matter, instantly. You can't have one without the other. You need time in order to have space and you need space in order to have matter one in one shot the spirit of the lord was there that's the same spirit that created all things father son holy spirit and here's what's amazing it's the same spirit that opened up the red sea that split it open and they walked on dry water it is the same Spirit that has risen people from the dead. The same spirit that rose Jesus Christ from the dead. And it is not by might or by power, but by the spirit of God. Who art thou, O great mountain? Now, as Zerubbabel is looking, you can imagine the rubble that he was looking at as there, the temple is not built, is not rebuilt yet. There's a big rubble because if you remember, the Babylonians had leveled it. And Zerubbabel's looking at this great mountain. See, listen, you may have a mountain in front of you. I may have a mountain. Matter of fact, I do have a mountain in front of me. And I know that only God, only by the Spirit of the Lord, can that mountain be turned into rubble because look what this old great mountain before Zerubbabel, thou shall become plain. You shall be taken down, mountain. You will be brought down. What is your mountain? What is the mountain that you need God to bring today? 
Let me pray for you real quick. Lord, in the name of Jesus, whatever that mountain is right now that is in front of any listener that is listening now or may listen later, I pray that you would bring it to a plane, Lord God, that that mountain would be gone in Jesus' name. And as we continue, he says, and he shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shoutings, crying, grace, grace unto it. He's going to put a capstone on it. He's going to level that mountain for you, just as he did for Zerubbabel as Zechariah is speaking, because it wasn't by might or by power, but by the Spirit of the Lord. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, verse 9, says this, the hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this house. Listen to what it says. The house of Zerubbabel have laid the foundations of this house, of the temples. His hands shall also finish it. His hands shall also finish it. I love it. I love what that says. You're like, well, that's good because he was just probably speaking to the people at that time and you know, he's probably not speaking to me. And pastor, don't don't read into it. But let me tell you what Philippians 1, 6, 1, 6 says. Being confident of this very thing, that he who hath begun at work in you will perform it unto the day of Jesus Christ. What God has started, God will complete Just as he's speaking to Zerubbabel, what God has begun, he will complete in your very hands, will complete that because it's not by might or by power, but by the spirit of the Lord that should set you on fire today. That should be enough for you if you are in a self-pity party to say, God, you can. Listen, if you just tuned in, this is Freedom with Adam Riojas as we're going through Zechariah and his word is not, was not only applicable back then, applicable, and not only did they see God's power back then, but today that same power, that same spirit, that same God who was speaking to Zerubbabel through Zechariah is also speaking to you. Now, the Holy Spirit is in con- complete control. Complete control. His hand shall also finish it, and thou shalt know that the Lord of hosts has sent me unto you. You will know that God has sent me to you. You will know that today the word that I'm speaking through the Bible is a effective because it is the word of God. It isn't my word, but the word of God now. What's beautiful is when you look at oil, which is the oil that was flowing into the lampstand, oil lubricates when used for that purpose. Uh, There is little friction and wear among those who are lubricated by the Spirit of God. Oil heals and was definitely used as medical treatment in biblical times. You can look at Luke 10, 34. Now, I want you to know this, that the Spirit of God brings healing and restoration. Now, oil lights, when it is burned in a lamp, where the Spirit of God, 
There is light. He is the light of the world. Jesus is the light of the world. Oil lights. Oil warms when it is used as fuel for flame. Where the Spirit of God is, there is warmth and comfort. Oil invigorates when it is used to massage someone. The Holy Spirit, you can believe this, invigorates us for his service. Oil adorns. When applied as a perfume, the Holy Spirit adorns us and makes us more pleasant to be around. You've been around people sometimes, drunks, even drunks who can barely speak on our ears and staggering when they're talking to you. And you don't want to be around nobody like that. But when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, it attracts unbelievers. It attracts believers. They want to be around you. Oil polishes when used to shine metals or precious metals. Now, the Holy Spirit wipes away our grime, smoothing out all of our rough edges. What a beautiful thing this is. Now, as we continue to read his word, it says this in verse 10. For who has despised the day of small things? Now, this temple wasn't going to be the biggest temple. It wasn't going to be the most beautiful temple. And it was a small thing. It was nothing compared to when Solomon built this beautiful temple. And and look what it says. Who will despise the day of small things? For they shall rejoice and shall see the plummet in the hand of Zerubbabel with those seven. They are the eyes of the Lord when to run to and fro, to and fro throughout the whole earth. What a beautiful word that is for you and I. Now, it had been now 20 years in the building of this temple. And God was making sure that they knew that it wasn't a small thing. And sometimes things take time. Sometimes it takes time to build a marriage. Sometimes relationships take time. And let me tell you, if you're going, if you're newlywed and you're going through a marriage and you want to get divorced already, you're tired. You're like, I, I don't know who I married. This is the wrong person. It's your small beginnings. Things will get better if you keep your eyes on the Lord. God didn't make you once you got married to get divorced. It's a small thing. You have to work on it. It's a small thing and God won't day will make it a great thing. If you're starting a church like earlier, Miguel, it may start small, but the longer you stay, the more work you put in. It may be a small thing, but God builds it. Do not despise small beginnings. Do not despise small beginnings was the word to Zerubbabel, and that's the word to you. Then answered I and said unto him, What are these two olive trees upon the right side of the candlestick and upon the left side thereof? They didn't, he's still wanting to know, what are these? 
And I answered again and said unto him, What be these two olive branches which through the golden pipes empty the golden oil into themselves? What are these? That's a question that he's asking. And after telling them that not to despise the small beginnings. You know, Spurgeon said something about, uh, about small beginnings. God accepts your little, your little works if they are done in faith in his dear son. God will give success to your little works. God will educate you by your little works to do greater works. And your little works may call out other who shall do greater works by far than ever you shall be able to accomplish on your own. But we come back to this. What are these olive things? What are they? And so it's beautiful because it's the Holy Spirit constantly pouring oil into these lampstands. Now, it was real tedious work back then um, to keep oil in the lampstand and continue uh, for it to continue to be lit up. And it was, they had to clean the grime. They had to make sure it was polished. And, and the ritualistic uh, work that it took has a long list. But here we see that he's saying it is God who supplies the oil. It is God who's supplying it through these olive branches. Then he answered me and said, Knowest thou not what these be? Don't you know what these be? And I said, no, my Lord. I don't know. Explain it to me further. I'm understanding. I'm hearing what you're saying. It may sound like like oil, like holy oil. My cup is running over. It may sound like when David was, was actually poured oil upon how they anointed kings, but, but I don't know. I, I don't know. Then he said, these are the two anointed ones that stand by the Lord of the whole earth. Now, that's an interesting verse, and let me tell you why. Because some commentators believe that he was speaking about Zerubbabel and Joshua. But when you look at it into further detail, he was speaking. Speaking, no doubt, about two human beings that never tasted death. Like, how do you know that? Because when you compare it to Revelation 4, and those are the two witnesses that are always standing before the Lord who come back in Revelation 11.4 in the last days during the tribulation, the seven-year tribulation, the first three and a half years, they're they're pouring into God's people. They're being used powerfully by God. And these two men never tasted death, and they're in the presence of God. You're like, who's that? What are you talking about? Enoch, before the flood. Enoch walked with God and was no more. That word no more was, and he took him. And he took him. And God took him. Just like, when he took Elijah in the chariot of fire, in the whirlwind, these men have never tasted death, ever. And it is beautiful when you begin to look into it further. Now, 
as we continue in chapter five, and I'm going to go through it. Um, I, I want to make sure you get this chapter. Then I turned and lifted up my eyes and looked and behold, flying roll, a flying roll. What is this? And he said unto me, what seest thou? And I answered, I see a flying roll. The length thereof is 20 cubits and the breadth thereof is 10 cubits. What could these possibly be? Now, these measurements that we're getting, the scroll was approximately 15 feet by 30. 4.5 meters by 9 meters. Now, what's really interesting, these were the dimensions of the porch of Solomon's temple. And so it appears that somehow uh, the Ten Commandments were written on this. You're like, wait a minute, I, I don't see that. Well, let's continue to read so that we can see what it says. Then said he unto me, this is the curse that goeth forth over the face of the whole earth. Remember the law of God. For everyone that stealeth shall be cut off. Now, what's interesting is steal is right in the middle of the Ten Commandments. And so anyone that steals, it's like thou shall not steal as on the side according to it. And everyone that sweareth shall be cut off as on the side according to it. It's like commandments that are on there that are being put on display for me. Don't steal and don't swear. Don't take God's name in vain. Don't swear. But let's continue to read. I will bring it forth, saith the Lord of hosts, and it shall enter into the house of the thief and into the house of him that sweareth falsely by my name. They're going to see it. They're going to read it and know that they are sinning against me. You're like, it doesn't make sense. And he shall remain in the midst of the house and shall consume it with the timber thereof and the stones thereof. It's like judgment. Don't steal. Don't swear. It's right in the middle of the Ten Commandments. Then the angel that talked with me went forth and said unto me, Lift up now thine eyes and see what is in this that goeth forth. And I said, what is it? He didn't recognize it again. And he said, this is an ephat that goeth forth. It's, it's a weight. He said, moreover, this is the resemblance through all the earth. It's a weight for the earth. Behold, there was lifted up a talent of lead. And this is a woman that sitteth in the meat, in the midst of the ephat. Like, what, what is that? Yeah, it, what are you talking about, Zachariah? I don't get it. It's literally speaking of commerce. Of all those that are stealing and swearing that they have the best deals, they have become corrupt. And commerce, remember, was why a lot of the Jewish people didn't come back to their land because they were okay where they were at because they were involved. But this is for everybody. And he said, this is wickedness. And he cast it into the midst of the ephod, and he cast the weight of lead upon the mouth thereof. Complete karma. This is wickedness. They're not doing what is right. Then I lifted up my eyes and looked, and behold, there came out two women, and the, and the wind was in their wings, 
for they had wings like the wings of a stork, and they lifted up the ephod between the earth and heaven. Now, this is hilarious when I when I read this, and let me tell you why. You guys know how they show storks delivering babies. Guess where they got that from? From Zechariah. That's where they got this from. But here, you know, when they speak about a, a, a woman, they're literally talking about a, a resemblance of evil and how they have now become wicked in all of their dealings. And, and he gives them the uh, the wickedness of a woman because the secular weight was monetarily lifted from the mouth of the ephat. It revealed a woman evidently seeking to escape the container. Now, as we close this up, then I said to the angel that talked with me, whither did these bear the ephod? What's, what is, I don't get it. And he said unto me, to build it in the house in the land of Shinar. Now, this, the house of Shinar was Babylon. And that's where the commerce was. And that's where the evil was. They had now corrupted themselves. They were greedy. They didn't come back to their land. And they were cheating and ripping each other off. And it said, then it says, And it shall be established and set there upon her own base. And that's exactly what happened. Is God speaking to you today? Do you need to shape your life and come back to Christ? If that is you, today you can repent. Miguel, uh, Pastor Miguel, can you please close us out in prayer? Yeah. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for your word. A great word to listen today. Father, we ask you that today, if there's anyone out there that needs to be back in home with Jesus, we ask you to please send your Holy Spirit where that person may be. That that person, if he's going through trouble, if he sees a mountain in front of him, please let him know that it's with your Spirit, not with his efforts or her efforts. It's with the Holy Spirit that could bring that mountain to plain. Please, Heavenly Father, we ask you to bless them and to keep us safe in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening. I want to give you one more verse about this woman. In Revelation 17, 5, it says that Babylon now is the mother of harlots, uses a feminine way to describe it. The Babylon is the mother of harlots. It's where all the commerce is taking place. Today is a day to repent. Thank you for listening. We love you. And make sure you come back next Sunday at 5 as we continue our journey in Zechariah. God bless you. Jesus loves you more than you can imagine. Woo! Thanks for listening to Freedom with Adam Riojas. If you'd like to contact Adam, email him at freedom at adamriojas.com. Make sure to tune in next week at 5 p.m. here on K-Praise. If you missed a show, go to your favorite podcast provider and search Freedom with Adam Riojas. 
The Oceanside Pier is a sacred place, blessed with ocean views, the strand, good people, and good times. You'll find all those things and more at the Bistro at the Pier. Locally owned and operated, the Bistro at the Pier offers delicious food options and a full slate of crafted coffee drinks, including Italy's own Cafe Vergnano, sourced from Italy's finest coffee beans. So whether you're craving an acai bowl or an espresso, the Bistro at the Pier is waiting for you. Head on down or visit them online at bistroatthepier.org. Freedom Generation Higher Education is a faith-based alternative education option and official Turning Point USA Academy Associate that values constitutional rights and medical freedom. Hosted by At The Cross Church in Oceanside, they serve pre-K through 7th grade and are Southern California's exclusive institution incorporating Turning Point USA Academy's 5C model. They offer in-person classes and electives Monday through Thursday and are now accepting applications for fall 2023. Visit them online at freedomgenerationedu.com or at the cross oceanside.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.